It's a fish-eat-fish -fish world, but some aquatic animals aren't strict pescatarians. Some favor the fruit of the forest. But what can you do if you have terrestrial tastes? Well, you've got to bring the meal to you, and it's not delivery. Sometimes, a little variety in your diet means that you've got to get creative with the way you hunt in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's, it's 30 minutes of interesting animal info delivered directly to you via your car radio or whatever you're listening on. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a fish that's sick of the taste of fish. But more on that later. I have a comment on that, but we'll talk about it later, I guess. Okay. Well, just the exclusivity of, of it. Okay, yes, yes. These guys have a, have a big menu. Uh, and these guys being The archer fish. The archer fish. The archer fish. Ah, good old Robin hood fish style i tried to think of like a good nickname involving doesn't Robin hood. exist couldn't i do couldn't it. think of it in two seconds doesn't exist <laughs> <laughs> uh you didn't try at all today to figure out like a good nickname involving robin hood nope i was like ah, what what fish starts with an r robin herring nah, it just doesn't work <laughs> Uh, but so this is also known as by the uh, boring taxonomical community as well, not the taxonomical community, but the boring, um, you know, straight lace name community as the spinnerfish for some reason. Spinner? The spinnerfish for some reason. Not sure why. And the seven spot archerfish. Because we're not talking about just any archerfish. We're talking about a very specific species, which I'll talk about in a second, after I tell you what I want to name this thing. Okay. Which is the Sharpshooting Shiner. Okay. That's a good one. And uh, shoot out at the OK Coral. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it lies in the world of taxonomy, on the taxonomic spectrum. Okie doke. Uh, kingdom is one that you know, one that I'm in, and one that... We all love Animalia. I'm in that, too. <laughs> I've decided. That doesn't make my statement any less true. Very, very, that's, that's very true. Very, very. Fair and very true. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> the phylum is Chordata. Like all fish, it has a spine. The class is Actinoptergy, which we've been in before because that's fish. But cartilaginous fish. Cartilaginous? I've heard it both ways. Have you? Do they have spines? Yes. Cartilage spines. Yes. Oh, okay. Accounts as a spine. Doesn't I that, guess. It doesn't say bony spine. There uh, are, there there are, I think actinoptergy is bony fish. Huh. So it's fish that do not have. Exclusive. Uh, well, they are exclusive not Exclusive deals with cartilage. Yeah, yeah. Big cartilage. They, yeah, they, they've opened up their doors to like, you know, the potentials for bone. <laughs> Uh, a lot of that calcium. The order is Perciformes. Perciformes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I learned to say formies. Otherwise, I would have said Perciformes. And everyone would have jumped down my throat. I'm sure. Probably yeah. probably not. You know? The uh, the listening pedants. Yeah. 
Um, the family is Toxodidae, which is pretty cool. Uh, genus is Toxodes. Weird. Why? I, I just would assume there's toxins involved. Hmm. Life, death, and Toxodidae. Then <laughs> <laughs> um, species is, well, here we go. Catarius or Chatarius? CH is in, in the beginning there. I'm going to assume it's like character and not like charter. Sounds fair. Or chartreuse. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Catarius. So Toxodes Catarius, which is a very specific kind of archerfish, oh. which is the seven spot archerfish. Catarius? It's a waterbender. <laughs> <laughs> deep, deep avatar cut. <laughs> Um, all right, so now that we know how to uh, explain this to your average run-of-the-mill scientist, let's talk about where it lives. Let's do that. Well, that's the Australia. Water. What? Oh. The water? <laughs> well, usually we pick a fish and it's like we just say everywhere because it's a fish and then you make a Johnny Cash reference. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then that's that's the end of that. But no, these guys specifically live in Australia and New Guinea. Although uh, archerfish live all over Southeast Asia, including India and Sri Lanka. Are these freshwater fish? And breakish water fish. <laughs> Freesh and breakish. <laughs> Brackish water is um, a mix between um, salt and fresh water, usually in estuaries, mangroves. That's where these guys like to live. Um, so that's why they're kind of geographically located. They don't just swim around the entire wide open ocean. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find them. Also, uh, if you're looking kind of like in the Malaysia area, just over there near New Guinea, north of Australia. So let's talk about what this thing looks like. Well, it looks like a, a fish. Oh, it looks as fish as it, as fish come. <laughs> it is no doubt a fish. It is no doubt. It's kind of boring looking actually. If you saw an aquarium, you'd be like, I'm, I don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's got a relatively wide and flat body, and which kind of looks like an. I, I, the remarkable thing is that it looks like an arrowhead a little bit, and it is an archer fish. That's true. Because there's a straight line from its mouth to its dorsal fin, so it's kind of like a geometric shape almost, uh, straight downward. Same. It doesn't have like a you. I'm also a geometric shape. Are you? What shape are you? I don't know, <laughs> but it's got human a human shape. But it's a it's a it's there's a lot of sides. You're polygon. Yeah, polygon. M- many sides. Um. But yeah, so you, you know, other fish have pronounced foreheads, like the Paku fish, taxonomy Titan, has the pronounced forehead and human teeth. So check that out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but local this local library. Hmm? Check <laughs> that out. At, at your local um, homegrown animal podcast. You're doing it. Yeah. You're, you're already doing you're it. You're already doing it. Continue Good is what work. we're asking you to do. Uh, so as far as color, it's kind of silvery gold. Sometimes Silvery a little bit gold. We were just watching that movie last night. I was. Yeah. Probably not. No. Um, but it's... All descriptions called it sooty, like soot. Oh, yeah. Like sooty and the blowfish. 
That should have been my second, nickname. Second time I've referenced that. Yeah, I know. Band. I don't even know their music. I like all my musical references to be timely. You know? Johnny Cash and Hootie and the Boat. Bo- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I sing every once in a while. Maybe I'll find a way to. I, I wish I knew a Hootie and the Blowfish song. But I don't. Uh, it has specifically, you can recognize an archerfish not just by its angular head, but also by its uh, brown smudges. This one has about between five and seven smudges on its side, <laughs> on its flank. You can, tell, you can tell a good fish by its smudges. By its smudges. That's how you know that you've got a good one. Um, and so it's got these brown, like, I, I don't have, it's not, they're not stripes. They're not spots. Smudge is the best word I can use for this. Um, it just looks like a, someone took a big thumb and just thumbed some dirt on it. <laughs> um, and they they go from the head down to the, um, the tail fin. And but the, So I did describe the color, but these are really adaptable fish. It actually changes color pretty frequently and rapidly. It doesn't have like chromatophores, um, but depending on its environment, the time of day, and how stressed out it is, it can be different colors. Huh. So, like, they found in cloudy rivers and stuff, they can be almost completely white. And um, sometimes during the evening, they're a darker shade, and in the morning, they're a lighter shade. So, it's... uh, Some basic camouflage? Yeah, I think it's just to blend in a little bit better so they're not seen by their prey. And to, you know, like, fit in in social situations. You don't want to be the only one who's brown with six brown smudges. You, you want to camouflage. You don't want to be the only one who's seen. Yeah. <laughs> you want to walk into a room and feel like you're the only one there because <laughs> everyone else is camouflaged. Yeah, you don't want that. Right. You want to walk into a room and feel like, feel like did I'm... you walk into the room? <laughs> you want to walk into a room. You want to feel like you walked into an empty room and it, it has remained empty since <laughs> yeah. you got there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty fish-like. It has one giant, unfeeling eyeball um, on each side of its head. And uh, it has an embarrassing underbite. <laughs> like most fish. They have just this ridiculous, like, pug underbite. If everyone has an underbite, then no one does. <laughs> <laughs> or at least it's not embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the... If it, if it walks into a party of you know, non-underbite fish, then maybe it would feel out of place. But then, again, you shouldn't be seen anyway. True, you should have camouflaged. And you definitely don't want to walk into a party as a fish. Because you don't want to walk anywhere as a fish. (laughs) If you flop into a room (laughs) and camouflage immediately. (laughs) Um, All right. So, we come to that point where it's time to figure out how big this thing is which means that it's also time for for me to figure out (laughs) who is introducing this segment (laughs) to introduce this segment of the show we have opened it up to you the listener to submit your own uh intros saying yelling screaming singing or whispering or like 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 chittering, the words measure up <laughs> in your own in your own like way. Uh, this week we have uh, a submission by Jane, and here it is. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up. 
That's good. Enthusiastic. Triumphant. It was. I yeah. liked it. It was like a fanfare again. That's 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 what you're going for. Definitely not chittering. <laughs> it was not chittering. Uh, right, well, this this better be good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> there was a lot of fanfare for this one, and you you you'd better not pull a millimeter squared cubed on me. Uh, it'll be as good as it is always good. Uh, mm. Length. Let's start with, as we are wont to do, the. Archerfish is 15 to 20 centimeters, or 5.9 to 7.9 inches. It seems real. Why not just say 16, or 6 to, to 8? It's like 0.9? I don't know. Just uh, stretch out the tail a little bit. Well, this particular archerfish, who who could say the other ones? This, this particular archerfish, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd the arch. Robin. We could have named him. Could have not named him Robin. But that's right. a different fish. This one's Todd. <laughs> uh, Tell me about Todd. Round that to seven inches. How many archer fish go into the length of a standard longbow? Hmm. Hint: the medieval longbow has a thickness that is between thirty-three percent and seventy-five percent of its width. Hmm. As soon as you said thickness, I kind of tuned you out. <laughs> um. The length of a standard longbow. Yes. A medieval longbow? Yes. It has to be medieval because they have longbows now, you know. Yeah, it's medieval. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Um, is this a lord or a vassal that holds this? What what part of the feudal system are we talking about? A soldier. A knight, I guess. Sure, okay. Closer to lord than vassal. Or maybe closer to vassal than lord? I'm not really sure. Like, I don't like know if surf. they're like, knighting every single person in an army. No, you definitely not every not every soldier is a knight. That's for sure. Yeah, it's whoever joins, right, or gets taken. <laughs> whoever gets I don't ab- know how they choose. Gets armies. abducted for the English war. Uh, um, um, all right. So I'm gonna say the standard longbow is like, if it were unstrung, it would probably be about four and a half feet long. Um, I'll give you another hint. If an archer fish was using a longbow, especially made for an archer fish, it would probably be about seven inches. Are you telling me that um, the longbow is the height of a of a man? Who could say <laughs> six six foot longbow? That seems too big. <laughs> seems too big. I'm still gonna go with four point five. <clears throat> seven inches. It's a little more than half of a foot. Um, so we're going to say, I'm going to say 10, 10 fish, 10 fish. Your like assumption about the bow's length is completely wrong, but you got the answer right on the money. 10 archer fish. It's six foot, six feet. It's the length, the height of a man about. I don't understand how I was wrong on that. And got the answer right. I don't know. Could be. It's just the the many whimsies of math. (laughs) (laughs) Math is not whimsical. (laughs) Math goes where the wind blows it. This is mathematical wind. 7 times 10 divided by 5.8 feet. So it's a little bit off. Uh, Okay. All right. Wait. 700 grams or 25 ounces. So, like, 
I just want to throw it out there. Before I settled on weight, I was considering doing thickness, but I couldn't find the thickness of a of a fish of an archer fish, and I was going to do by the thickness of the Earth's crust. <laughs> <laughs> now but, it's now I have to do it by like how how heavy the Earth is. No, uh, that's seven seven hundred grams, twenty five ounces. How many archer fish go into the weight of Brady Ellison, arguably the best archer in the world? I have to give that to uh, what's his name. Uh, cut this out. I don't remember his name. <laughs> okay, he's an Olympic archman, and uh, he shoots good. He shoots very goodly. I Here's like a hint: <laughs> Brady killed a bear at age eleven. That seals the deal for being an ar- Olympic archer, doesn't it? Uh huh. It was with a gun, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what it was with. <laughs> you know, it was with a bow and arrow. It could be, but it just it was in a sentence that said. He loved to hunt as well, and he killed a bear at 11. That doesn't mean it was necessarily with a bow. It just means he loves to hunt. No, well, I'm going to fill in the cracks there and say it was with a bow and arrow. Not just with a bow. That would have been <laughs> brutal. <laughs> um, Regular David situation going on. Yeah, except he probably had an arrow, too. <laughs> the Lord delivered him from the bear. He, opened, he probably had a knife. He opened the mouths of bears. Opened them? Yeah. And pulled the 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 lambs out. Those are huge bears. Also, they're swallowing lambs whole. <laughs> uh, all right. It might have been a metaphorical like. It might have been a thing where it bit it the bit lamb the lamb and then and he opened the yeah. mouth and it dropped. That seems logical. And then it died of infection because <laughs> <laughs> that was before they invented germs. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> before they invented germs. All right. Um, the The weight of this thing is seven hundred grams. How many ounces? Twenty five. Twenty five ounces. That is what, like a pound and a half? A little more than a pound and a half. This man. <laughs> <laughs> this probably hundred and. I mean, Olympic athlete. I mean, you don't have to be that fit to to shoot to shoot to be a bowsman. I I assume you got to be pretty strong in the arm. Yeah, but you don't need to be lean. You can be a hefty bozeman. You could. Right, I'm going to put him at about 185 pounds just because that's like, I feel like that's a good tawny Olympic athlete. Okay. I don't know if tawny is the right word for that. That's a color. Yeah. No, it's a way to describe a color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's with the name. It's describing it with its name. Is Tawny's not a color. Tawny, yeah. What's it's like, like, is it brown? It's like an, I want to say it's like an orangish. I'm right. bad with color names. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. I bet you Tawny is a place in France. <laughs> anyway, I, what did I say? 185 Orangish brown or yellowish brown. I'm good with color names. There is a word for that. It's not scrawny. And it's not taut. Eh, no, I don't see any definitions. Brawny. All right. So <laughs> it's a pound and a half, 185 pounds. Oh, goodness. So I'm going to say 125 fishes make up whatever that guy's name was. Mr. Ar- Mr. Bozeman, Bradley. Bradley Ellison. So the answer is 122 fish. No way. Uh, Nailed it. He's 190 pounds. Like the archer fish. Nailed it. I have to start picking when I'm comparing it to humans. I have to pick some oddly sized humans. Yeah, because that's he was pretty average. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Should have said Shaq. He's, he's, We've done Shaq before. Have we done his weight? Yeah, but once you do Shaq, it doesn't really matter. He's what. a heavy man. I'm sure he is. He's, There's really, heavier men. He's really, yeah, but he, he's just like, he's so tall that he's heavier than you might think. His bones are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> if Shaq, if you're listening. His cartilage <laughs> is heavy. All right. We're done? Or is there more? That's it. Measure up. That, that was good. That was pro- that was one of the best ones. That was, uh, t- yeah, you know what? Sometimes I like to throw you a bone. Mm, a cartilage? <laughs> this is one cartilage. <laughs> I broke my cartilage. All right, so now that we're um, out of the valley of the shadow of death, <laughs> we uh, let's talk about their behavior. I will fear no weevils. <laughs> <laughs> like the archerfish does not fear weevils. It is actually, it loves insects. It loves to eat them. It loves to eat vegetation. It loves to eat even other fish, which is what my comment about earlier uh, when you were like, it's tired of fish. Yeah, it's not a strict pescatarian. Right. It uh, it eats, it's an om- it's an omnivore. It eats a lot of yeah. different things. I mean, it lives in Asia. It can't turn down a little sushi every once in a while. That's racist. <laughs> Is it though? No, no. I feel like it's just a cuisine. It's not, it's not racist, but I wanted to say that. <laughs> um, it also eats crustaceans and zooplankton, zooplankton, zooplankton. I've heard it one way. Zooplankton. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's, it's selective. It, so it eats a wide variety of things, but it is selective. It's not completely insectivorous because it will uh, not eat insects that feed on C4 plants, which is a certain kind it's a, C4 is a certain kind of photosynthesis. Explosive plants. <laughs> C4. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't think about that. It's been a while since I've played Call of Duty, so it's like <laughs> think of C four as explosive. But yeah, plastic explosives. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess it's toxic or it doesn't like the taste or something like that. Uh, their diet also uh, depends on age and location. So their color depends on the time of day and their stress levels. Um, it's, they're they're essentially like mood rings. And um, their diet also depends on age and location. So if they're upstream, they might uh, eat more insects and plant matter. And if they're uh, downstream closer to the ocean, they might eat more crustaceans and zooplankton. So very adaptable fish. They are of least concern when it comes to their indigenous. Good for them. Um, I'm glad they're thriving, you know? Yeah. Fish are good at thriving usually. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're pretty good at fishing fish. Yeah, we're we're definitely good at overfishing fish that are delicious to fish. But <laughs> uh, but you ain't putting these in cans, like. No, I think they're too. They're s- not industrialized. No, um, they're they still, must not they're taste still agrarian. <laughs> these fish. <laughs> That'd be really impressive for a fish. They're not. They're hunter gatherers. It ha- it helps when you're a fish. Um, even they spawn once a year, but it helps to lay twenty thousand to one hundred fifty thousand eggs each time. Yeah, that that'll that'll help your chances of not going extinct. Yep, that's uh, it's pretty standard. That's in the how-to manual for being a fish. For being a fish that doesn't want to go extinct, it's yeah. like have more eggs, please. Yeah, yeah. It's it actually says please in the manual. It's really passive it's aggressive polite, about it. <laughs> polite manual. Uh, but that's all I got on the archerfish. Other than that, I don't see why they call it an archerfish, and I don't I have no idea how they eat insects. That sounds dumb and um and uh, end of podcast, right? 
It's so polite. It's like a Lynn Manuel Miranda. He's nice, right? The joke works. Sure, I guess he's uh, an abnormally polite human being. Anyway, there is a region they call it the, <laughs> the Archer Fish, and I'm about to tell you what it is. I'm excited. Here's where the fact gets major. Archer Fish are one of the few marine mammals that are not mammals. They're fish. <laughs> They're not mammals Th- at all. That is the major fact. Yeah. This fish is a mammal. This fish is not a mammal. It's a fish. <laughs> I mean to say animal. Uh, they're one of the few marine ma- mammals that hunt prey that live outside its element. I like the word mammals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I am. I'm a manimal. <laughs> manimal man. Uh, but did you hear what I said? They, they, they're, they're the only... There's not too many fish that eat things that, you know, don't live with fish. Sure. They like to eat things that live, you know, on sticks and in the dirt. Like you said, like bugs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the fish shoots a jet of water at lizards and insects that crawl on branches above ponds and things. Lizards, too? Lizards. Yeah. That's getting greedy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's super greedy. That's that's the cream of the crop. Is it's like, ooh, getting a lizard. Papa's eating good tonight. <laughs> uh, but... Imagine you're a fish in a pond waiting for something to crawl across a low-hanging branch. It doesn't happen every minute. It might not happen every hour. It might not happen every day. When you are waiting for a bug to grace the branches in your domain, you better make it count when it happens. So... (laughs) Oh, what brings you, bug, to grace my branches today? (laughs) He flew into my domain. Uh, this bug is grazing the archerfish with its presence. Into my courts. <laughs> with, your, with your bug feet. But if it's a monarch butterfly, it deserves to be there. That's Actually, true. you're in its court. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. And then the viceroy butterfly is right there. Pretending I, to be... Trying to trying to overthrow the monarch butterfly. But it won't do it. Uh, but, but first, before we uh, talk about how it makes it count, how does an animal without lips shoot water? With gusto. Yeah. It not not I at least I, a little bit. I don't I would imagine that it's not gustless. Gu- gustless? It gumption. Definitely has gumption. It has gumption, perhaps. Some moxie. Yeah. Everything that makes a good forties private eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh it actually um opens and closes its mouth and gills quickly, forcing a jet of water to slam into its target. Its tongue forces water against a special groove in its mouth to shoot water at extreme speeds. So it's kind of like those kids in the pool, which I could never uh, copy, that could just push their hands together. I can do that, and yeah. I couldn't. I can't. Still can't do it. I'm an adult now, and I can't do it. Just to believe in yourself. I I believe a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... It can adjust for distance by adjusting the force it exerts to shoot out of shoot out of its mouth. It closes its mouth slower to shoot farther targets and faster to shoot closer ones. A jet of water loses its power at a certain distance. And I imagine that has something to do with the water droplets breaking apart. Probably. Um, so the archer fish adjusts its sh- shot 
to deliver maximum glob at the moment of impact. So it's kind of like when you have one of those pool noodles and you blow a bunch of water through it at your sister? It's exactly like that. 100% right in the money. Good, good. Because there's no puckering or anything happening. There's no lips on the on the pool noodle. You're just using pure vacuum force or the opposite well, no, of vacuum I, force. I mean, it's not... It would be like if you forced water against the roof of your mouth with your tongue and like squirted it out. Yeah, they, they did that with air. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everyone heard that and knew exactly what you did with your mouth. There we go. I did it. <laughs> uh, but what if it's accuracy? It's actually deadly accurate. A uh, a study uh, measured the accuracy of the fish and how it kind of changed the way it shot based on the distance to its target. Um, they can accurately hit up hit up a target. Ayo target. HMU. <laughs> uh, it can hit a target up to six and a half feet away. Pretty substantial when you are only seven inches long. When you're only one tenth of a, of a standard longbow. Yeah. Um, so you might say, big deal. It spits water at things. So can I. Ah, but have you ever tried to shoot at something underwater? Bow fishermen know that a little thing called refraction means that your target may not be where it appears to be. I know. I used to bow fish. Did you? I, I bought a bow fishing kit, kit and I hit one thing. and, and I Was lo- it the ground? I, I lost all of my arrows to the water. You're supposed to tie a thing to it. Yeah, and they would get stuck on rocks down there. And oh. I would try to pull them out and they would break. But I, <laughs> I thought you were just firing arrows into the water. <laughs> And then it's like, oh, I, I could have hit something. Who knows? <laughs> we'll never know. I assume I hit every target. Um, anyway, refraction. Uh, as light refracts through a, the surface of the water, the waves of light change direction. So to your dumb eyeballs, it appears that the target is where the light comes from after refraction instead of where it originated. So if you know anything about eyeballs and light, that means... It's going to appear in a different... It's going to seem like it's in a different spot. Mm-hmm. So if you aim at the target where it is, to your eyeballs, you're going to miss. So you have to account for it. You have you have to account for... Refraction. Refraction. Uh, so the archer fish prefers to position itself directly beneath prey to limit refraction. Um, otherwise, it can calculate the arc of gravity and refracted light to hit its target. I'm just picturing up like this fish's blank, dumb stare into the middle distance, but then just like calculations happening in its head <laughs> as it's trying like that to... gif of like the woman uh, calculating and like sure, yeah, with equations across her face, yeah, yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, the vicious fishes. That's shooting, pretty cool. Shooting, squirting. I saw that you could train them to shoot certain things. Like your enemies? Yeah. Like like the Ruskies. <laughs> Back in the <laughs> 80s. CIA trained a team of archer fish to shoot poison at the Ruskies. Russians are n- a little moister than normal. <laughs> and thus defeated. <laughs> They're made of suede. <laughs> Amber waves of suede. Uh, but yeah, so... 
It's amazing they can do all that, despite not having like a significant, like the portion Training of the brain that, that usually, that usually allows animals to do those kinds of things. Calculate distance, like stuff. Make this neocortex or some something like that. The, that that kind of processing part of the brain that allows you to like calculate a predetermined like move instead of just instinct. Right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Very cool. Well, is that it? That is it. All right. So we're at the end of our 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you out there in Podcastia. Pucker up, close your gills, and control your stream like the archerfish in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, it's time for your weekly call to action. We're nearing a full year of podcasting, and we're glad you found us along the way. But how should we celebrate a full year? Let us know what you'd like to see. An extra episode? A live episode? We'd love to hear from you. And as always, you can talk to us via email, or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We are LD Taxonomy everywhere. hard you would think that things that edit like, that out you <laughs> 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 gotta edit this whole thing out <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that was bad uh, I, I need a different answer to your question <laughs>